0: Get us started revelation 3 don't get scared revelation 3 10 and 11 the lord was speaking to the churches and he he said something in here that's uh, just the first time that he the lord just kind of pointed this out to me it stuck with me and uh, man it's just such a, a solid principle of living for him revelation 3 10 Lord said, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Tonight, I want to talk about the kept word, the kept word. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you tonight for your blessings, for your presence, and Lord, for the privilege of being back in your house. Thank you, Lord, that we are so blessed to have ears to hear this life giving word of God. Tonight, let it find good ground in our heart, change us, make us better, get us ready for heaven, Lord. We just ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise before you're seated tonight. What a great God. Anybody love the Lord? Amen. The kept word. He said, because you have kept the word, I'll keep you. Uh, that just There's something there that, you know, he's saying, you know, when you serve me, and when you live for me, I'm going to take care of you. You can trust God tonight. God's faithful. God will take care of you. And there's so many people that think that he just does that just because he's God. And he could. But he he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And when we keep the word, he keeps us. And you could uh, narrow this principle down to just you know, he said, I will keep you from the hour of temptation. You know, there's a lot of times that we're tempted in this world by things and uh, it's remembering what God said in his word that keeps us from going astray. We could use the example of the Lord being tempted in the wilderness. His self was tempted of Satan. And each time the devil was trying to get him to transgress a law of God. Well, you know, he, he wanted him to break one of these principles. If, if you're the son of God, turn these stones to bread. I know you're hungry. been fasting 40 days. If you're really the son of God, turn these stones to bread. And the Lord said, mm, man, shall not live by bread alone. And then he would, well, if, if you're really the Lord, throw yourself off this uh, pinnacle because the scripture says the Lord's given angels charge unless you dash your foot against a stone. He said, but it's also written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And you see, Jesus was showing us right there in action that the kept word will keep you. Not just keep you uh, to the end of time, but it'll keep you in the midst of temptation. It'll keep you right with him. It'll keep you in the right place. And it'll keep you uh, in the, the, the calling that God has placed on your life. You know, this is the Messiah. And if we're not, the servant is not greater than his master. And if the Lord is gonna abide by the word, we're gonna abide by the word. We've got to. We've got to. How many people believe that is, do you believe this, that it's very important to obey every word of God? Is, there, is it, Or if there's one, if there's something we don't have to base, I'm willing to listen. See, that's, that's just it. We've got to have every word of God. It's amazing that uh, this world we live in today has decided that the grace of God spares us from the Word of God. <laughs> it's the way, the, the way they live. Well, it's the grace of God. I don't have to do that. I don't have to do what the Word says because God's grace is great. It Then he makes us confusion to say that the grace of God spares me from the Word of God or from having to keep the Word of God. Uh, let me give you, I'm going to give you two scriptures that you need to tie together. I mean, tie them in a knot together and keep them there all the time. Uh, Matthew 4 and 4, this is what Jesus said in the wilderness. But he answered and said, it is written, number one, that, that ends it. Because he said, my word is forever settled in heaven. It's written, heaven and earth pass away, my word will not pass away. So it's written, that means we've got to stick by it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. I don't never say every, but I want to emphasize it. Uh, you could say every? So by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word. Now, let me go ahead and give you the second scripture and then I'll come back to this one. But then, when a lot of people say, well, all I have to do this, do that, uh, you don't have to do what this said or that said. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All of it. And it is Profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Wow, what about it? What what's good for doctrine? The word of God. What's good for reproof? The word of God. Correction. The word of God. Instruction in righteousness. The word of God teaches us how to live, how to be corrected, and uh, you know. So we've got this. Uh, this world that we live in today, there's an hour coming, the Lord said to the church in the book of Revelation. He said, There's an hour coming. He said, it's an hour of temptation. It's gonna come on the entire world and try them that live there. But when you keep my word, I'll keep you from that hour. I'm going to when people get so what are we gonna do when this just live by the word. But let's go back to Matthew four and four for just a second, sis, if you'll put that right back up. Now It is written that man must live by every word of God. That's how we live. If I live by every word of God, I cannot deny any word of God. If I live by every word of God, I must obey every word of God. If I live by every word of God, I cannot be disobedient to any of the word because it's my life. And when I start... Whittling away scriptures, I'm whittling away my life. You ever have you ever give blood? Anybody in here give blood? You know, we have to have blood to live. But you can give a pint and you'll live. And you can you can actually lose more than a pint and still live. But you ain't the same. I've, I've watched people give a pint of blood, try to stand up, fall right out because I still got so many pints of blood, I should be fine. But when you take a little bit of that life-giving blood, the Bible says the life is in the blood. Take a little bit of that life away. You dizzy, you sick, you can't drive, you you and and it don't just come right back either. It takes about 24 hours for the plasma to to redo, but it takes four to six weeks for them red blood cells to get back right. That's why you can't give blood every eight weeks. Or you gonna hurt yourself, and so you can say, "Well, I can just take away, you know, this scripture or that scripture," and you might keep living, but you ain't gonna walk the same, you ain't gonna feel the same, mm. you, know, it, it, going to, you know. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna hinder you in what you can do, and and uh, I, I don't want to spiritually pass out, uh, you know. Uh, you can't eat enough crackers and drink juice to get back right like that. You, you, know, you, you are going to have to make sure you get back to the word. He said, you're going to have to keep my word. I'm coming quickly. So hold that fast that you have. Hold it fast. That means that, that, that phrase there translates in that scripture, it means to continue to believe in. You don't stop believing in what got you here. You don't let somebody sweet talk you out of the truth just because they decided they don't want to be part of that no more. No, no, no. To continue to believe in or adhere to an idea or a principle. You hold fast what saved you, what called you, what changed you, what made you, what gave you this feeling, this life. Listen, we don't draw closer to God by doing our own thing. We draw closer to God by doing his thing. By doing his word, keeping his commandments, walking in his ways, that's how you get closer to God. And so there's a time coming, and it's here, really, it, now. Uh, you can't, the world despises our walk with God. You can, you can do anything else but be a God-fearing Christian in this world. If you try to stand up for Christian rights, you're going to be persecuted but you can stand up for any other kind of right, they're just going to let you go because we've got to be tolerant of everybody but people that believe in God. And so uh, the, the world, and, and it just keeps creeping in and creeping in to where people are not even bothered by it. They don't care. It, it doesn't matter. And if you say anything about that, then, well, they're, they're it around on you. The world has a bad narcissist complex and it makes everything bad. We're always the bad guys because we simply want to keep God's word yeah. and that there's still a group of people who think, hey, you know what? I love the Lord yeah. and I'm glad about it. Yeah. I'm glad for what he did in my life and I'm going to stand up for his word and I'm going to live by his word yes. no matter what. The the temperature of this world becomes, or the culture of this world becomes, I'm going to stay in covenant with God. I'm going to keep what will keep me. I'm going to, you know, you, you can't just uh, be donating blood left and right. You'll die. Oh, so and so needs blood. I better give some. So and so needs blood tomorrow. I better give some. Uh, yeah, well, okay, I can give a little bit more. Uh, eventually, you're gone. You can't give it up. And that's what happens. People start giving up this and giving up that, a little here, a little there. And finally, they're just a shell of what God made them. And so we need to uh, draw closer to God than we ever have. It's today, this world, this it, it, time here today, is trying to get us to let go of what the word has put in us. We, you know, it's trying, it's trying to take your new birth. We're born again by the word of God. And it's trying to take that new birth away from you. Yeah. Don't you walk in the newness of life. Don't you walk, serving God. You, you come back to the ways of this world. You come back to doing things like you used to do. No. God pulled me away from it. Remember how wonderful it was when you felt God pull you out of that darkness, call to you, wash those sins away. know how you felt when you come out of that water, but washed in his name and when God filled you with the Holy Ghost and and man, listen, there ain't nothing in the world that's going to make that feel better. But it'll numb it. It'll, it'll dull it down. It'll, it'll flat kill it. We've got to stay with the Word of God. If we let go of the life we live because of this world, if we compromise our consecration or our separation or our love for this life of holiness, the Bible says without holiness we won't even see the Lord, I want to go to heaven. I'm listening to what he said here. He said, said, hold fast what you have so no man takes away your crown. I I want that crown. I want my reward. I want to hear him say, well done. But I've got to remember, I don't know when that's coming. So I've got to live my life uh, every day. I've got to do what God uh, requires of me. I've got to live my life for him. Uh, If I want to hear him say, well done, that I've got to do well. I've got to keep the word of God uh, in, in this life. I've got to do my best. I can't just uh, ignore it and just live and say, yeah, that grace, it'll cover everything. God, the, the world has turned God's grace into something that it's not. And if we read the Bible and we read what the scripture says about grace, we'll see that the grace of God teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust and to live soberly in this present time in in this time right now live soberly it doesn't just mean I'm not talking about natural alcohol I'm talking about don't be drunk on the cares of this life don't be drunk with the things of this world don't don't be so caught up with everything uh, having an excess of this world that you can't even serve God hold fast keep the word because it's going to keep you. We've got to do that. and, and you know We all know the story of Noah. There's no way to talk about anybody that keeps the word without talking about Noah. Noah, it said, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But grace didn't build an ark. The grace of God gave him the plan. Before it was ever, and you've heard me say this and you think about it. I, I, I think about this all the time. Before it was ever an ark, it was his word and it was faith with works that manifested that ark that saved noah and his family. Genesis 7:5 says and noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. God knocks on noah's door just out of the blue. You never read about Noah having any other contact with God, any other conversations, just that Noah found grace now as the, the Lord, and the Lord shows up and says, Noah, here's what's happening. The end of all flesh has come before me. I'm going to take it away. 120 years, it's going to be over with. I want you to build an ark. Build it this long, build it this high, pitch it in, pitch it without, put your door in it, put your window in it, do all these things. Gave him every single instruction that there was. And it says, and Noah did according unto all that God commanded him. And it saved his family. It, Noah's story of doing that and having that kind of faith is so, it, it's amazing that you know, we still talk about it today. But, but they, they used that as an example. They, they told these stories over and over again. The writer of Hebrews uh, put it out there, Hebrews 11 and 7. By faith. Noah was warned of God. God warned him of things not seen as yet. Moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness which is by faith. He said, Noah heard God tell him this is what to do. Noah had never seen an ark. I don't know if this is what it's supposed to look like or not. This is just the way God said build it. I've never seen a flood. I've never seen anything, but, but i tell you what, I believe in God. There's a lot of things we still haven't seen yet, but I believe God. I believe he's coming. I believe there's things coming on this world we haven't seen yet, but it's coming. And Jesus is coming back one day. That's a fact. The Lord is coming back. And Noah escapes. I want to know how to escape. Noah moved, prepared, and saved. And we have got to know today that we have got to hold fast to the word of God. We've got to keep the word of God because it will keep us. And Noah kept God's word and God kept Noah. When it was time, after 70, 80 years of building, it was done. God doesn't speak to Noah for all that time. It's not recorded. He doesn't speak to him again until it's time to go. Noah get everybody in the ark. And then God shut the door. Door so big, built a door so big they couldn't even shut it. God had to close it. And God saved him. Noah kept the word. God kept Noah. If we keep the word, God's gonna keep us. Noah kept the word. The Bible says the word was God. The word is God. God kept Noah and his family from the destruction of the flood, and it was the all, wasn't the sum. But Noah did some of what God said. If Noah only did some of what God said, we're reading a different story. We're reading, well, we're not even reading a story because we never hear. <laughs> there's no more of mankind because all flesh would have perished in that flood. But it was the all that saved, as, as Peter wrote, eight souls that were saved by water. It was the all that Noah did by faith that saved them. Friend, in this day. Of ungodliness and unrighteousness, we must still hold fast to what we have. Jesus said this about the days when he would be coming back. But as the days of Noah were, so just like it was in Noah's day, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And they knew not until the flood came, took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So go back to uh, the, the first scripture there, sis, uh, 37. As the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, in the days of Noah, it was extremely wicked. It said People were just trying to invent new things to be more wicked that's just the way it was. Have you ever seen a more wicked world in your life? If you watch the news, it's depressing. I, I sit some mornings watching the news, and that tape's going across the bottom, and and it's just a little highlights, headlines of stories. People shot, people kidnapped, people dead, wars, plane crashes. There's, there's never, I mean, there's nothing. It's 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 just. A terrible place. Nine-year-old missing in Atlanta. Thirteen-year-old missing in Decatur. It was just, and you're like, where's the good news? It's in this house. It's in the house of the Lord. Not just ours, but it's, uh, the only good news left today, friend, is the gospel. That's the only good news for the world today. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ because this world is wicked. You know, a, a little what, 12-year-old was killed in that shooting up there at Atlantic Station? Some of our young people were there when it happened. 12-year-old. At 12-year-old, I never dreamed of being shot. Never thought about shooting nobody. I don't even know what I was doing 12 years old. Riding bikes and goofing off. Now they're trying to get in gangs and, and drugs and worried about being abducted or Sold off. and Man, what a world we're in. It's it's already like it was in the days of Noah. And if it was, how do I get through it? You'll get through it the same way Noah did. By keeping the word. Because the kept word will keep you. When you keep the word of God, he said, I'll keep you from the hour of temptation that's coming on all the world. There's a day coming that's going to try us all. And God said, I'll keep my people by the word. I want to make sure I'm keeping the word. So then he says, but there, were, there was a time for us in the days that were before the flood. Now listen, eating and drinking. How many had something to eat and drink today? Hello, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> eating and drinking, uh, marrying. We got weddings that just happened, weddings coming up. Nothing wrong with people being married. There's nothing wrong with that, giving in marriage. All these things, life going on, and there's nothing wrong with those things unless it prevents you from getting into the ark when it becomes a distraction when that's more important than the word and the work of God. And that's why he said there was a time before the flood ever happened. They had time. Friend, I don't, I'll never believe that the ark wasn't big enough to hold at least one more person but there wasn't one more person that cared about going. you going to tell me that ark was, was so packed that you couldn't put one more person on there? I don't believe it. But I believe that, that the world was in such a shape that no one cared. They didn't care until the flood came. said so they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. It didn't just take the, the people that didn't get in the ark away. It took Noah away took him away from the destruction, took them into the destruction. And I, I don't want to, I want to escape as Noah did. I want my family to escape like Noah did. I want to I keep the word of God because I need to be kept in this hour. So he knew not until the flood came, took them all the way. And he said, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. But I don't want to end up on the wrong side of the door. I want to make sure that I am ready to do what I'm supposed to do. And you think just keep the word, and we'll make another uh, gospel says that it would also be like it was in the days of Lot. God gets Lot, his wife, and his two daughters. He left some kids there in, in uh, Sodom because they wouldn't come out. They they thought he was being foolish. But those angels, they finally they grabbed Lot, his wife, the kids. They drag them out, and he says when they get them outside the city, he says now listen, escape for your life. He's, he's telling you things that are life or death. Escape for your life. And he said, and do not look back. And as they were fleeing and God began to rain down destruction, it says, but Lot's wife looked back. and She became a pillar of salt. She did not keep the word. Is it important to obey God's word? Oh, I know it's I know it's heavy in here now. I know, but you you hear what I'm saying because uh, listen, I, I, I'm more than just the the the, the loving hugging pastor. Okay, I'm the watchman on the wall, yes. and there's a time coming and is already here that is trying to rob and take what you have, trying to soften you up and weaken you up so that you won't be ready when this time comes on this world. And you think it was. Only a look. Yeah, but God said don't look back. But God, is just a look. But I said don't look back. Why didn't you just keep my word? You'd have been with your husband. You'd have been with your daughter. But no, she turns into a pillar of salt. But Lot didn't look back. They didn't even look back to see her. Or I don't know, maybe she was in front of them. And she looked, because I think it said, actually, maybe that's how it was, because she looked back behind him, is what it says. So she must have been in front of him. And could you imagine that he saw that and he knew, I can't look back. I can't look back. Even after he went past her, I can't even look back because I don't want, God said, don't look back and we've got to keep God's word and stick to God's word because it's the kept word that will keep us. We've got to hold fast to what we have. This is what 1 John 2, 24. He said, let that therefore abide in you. That means let it stay which you have heard from the beginning. And if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall also continue in the Son and in the Father then he says, and this is the promise that he promised, eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. He's trying to let them know, you know what it means for somebody to seduce, not just in a romantic or or inappropriate way, but but they're trying to pull you away. Let Let me pull you away from the truth. That's why he said, whatever you heard in the beginning... You let that stay with you. You let it abide, live, be in you. you. Don't let nobody say, I'm writing these things because there are people coming that are going to try to pull you away from truth. Oh, that's not necessary. That's not, but friend, I'm promising you there's scripture for every bit of it. If it's out of this book, don't worry about it. But if it's in this book, oh, we live by every word, you, if you now maybe maybe people don't believe that this is the word of God. Well, only the ones only the words in red, Pastor. That's only no no all of it, all of it's the word of God. And you either believe that it all is, or you believe none of it is. That's just that's just it. You either believe it all is, or none of it is. And if we believe it all is, then we live by every word. Oh, but I don't like reading that Old Testament, man. The church was birthed out of the Old Testament. That's all they had. Peter wasn't preaching from the Gospels on the day of Pentecost. He was preaching from Joel and from David, from the Psalms. He was preaching from the prophets. We're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. We're not built on, they didn't have Paul's letters. Paul wasn't even part of the church yet. People were being saved long before someone made up that Romans road. You know it? There was people God was adding to the church daily, such as should be saved, he, but it was by His word, not by uh, some made-up word that would come later, hundreds of years down the road. We've got to keep God's word. We've got to God. He, he, he said again to the churches in Revelation. He said, "You need to uh, don't warn them. Don't leave your first love." Do not leave your first love. And he said, if you have, then repent and do the first works. Get back. Examine yourself. Figure out where you are. Come back from where you have fallen and do the first works. Hold fast to what you have. We've got to live by the word, not our feelings. Because it is the kept word of God in our life that will keep us in the last days. It's that kept word. I want to keep the word of God. Let's see where I'm at. I, I know, ooh, I wish I wish I'd have went up to the youth class tonight. No, you, you, we need to hear this tonight. I needed to hear this tonight. I needed to be reminded of these things tonight and, uh, uh, and know that uh, God's going to keep me. God's going to take care of me. I got to be reminded of where uh, my new birth even comes from. It comes from the Word of God. And so in, uh, Jesus said this as the disciples Lord, what's going to be the sign of your return? What's going to happen in these last days? So Jesus said, let me me help you out here. And in Matthew 24 and 4, he said, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. They're going to try to deceive you with the name that saved you because they know we relate. Oh, they're talking about Jesus. They They must be telling it straight. They're talking about Christ. They've got to be telling the truth. Paul warned us, and said, don't, don't be uh, fooled by the traditions of men, the rudiments of this world, and don't be deceived by these philosophies and vain deceits and not after Christ. He said, They're going to twist it and turn it to try and, and get you off, uh, off the truth. And he said, yeah, you remember when we were kids? I don't know if they do it as much to kids as they, but they used to tell us when we were in school coming up. They said, here's the new tactic that strangers will use to get you. They'll walk up to you and, and uh, to a kid and they'll say, hey, your dad said for you to come with me. Oh, my dad? Well, me, you think safe and good and I'm your dad's friend and, and trying to use something that appeals to you to deceive you and pull you away. And that's the way that they're doing today. Even the scriptures, they, he warned Paul, John, different ones, they warned said if they come preaching another Jesus than the one we've preached, if they come preaching another gospel than the one we've preached, he said, then this is a curse. They can't just preach anything and then put his name in there and that makes it all right. We've got to preach the truth. There's no other foundation laid that can be laid than Jesus Christ, but he said, be careful how you build on that foundation. You can't build a false temple on the foundation of the Lord. We've got to build in truth his word the scripture says, is truth. Sanctify them, Lord, through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So he said, don't let anybody deceive you. Many are coming in my name to say I'm Christ, and they'll deceive many. You'll hear of wars, rumors of wars, and see that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end's not yet. For Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, shall kill you, shall be hated, and you will be hated of all nations for our name's sake. And then shall many be offended, shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. We have got to protect ourselves from that 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 Because iniquity shall abound. Don't let the condition of this world cause you to lose your love for God. People say, oh, if there was a God, all this terrible stuff wouldn't be happening. No, if there wasn't sin, all this terrible stuff wouldn't be happening. God is a righteous God and a just God and a holy God and a loving God and a faithful God. And he's a savior and he's going to keep his people that keep his word but he said, there's coming a time that because iniquity will abound, the love of many will lax cold. It's going to get, they're not going to have. Uh, you know when things start going cold? When they die. When life leaves your body, you know how they, they, they can tell sometimes how long you've been passed away because they can take the temperature of your body. And say, so "This is how long they've been passed away because of the." T- they can tell as your body cools off uh, because there's no heartbeat, there's no warmth, there's no blood flowing anymore. The heat is leaving, the warmth is leaving, the life is leaving. And friend, when our love begins to grow cold, oh, help us, Jesus. Oh, friend, I don't want to let anything uh, come between me and the love that love. Uh, right there that that love of God that agape love that love for God God's love I don't want anything coming between me and the love of God stopping me from believing in the love of God and, and loving people loving His ways loving His word praying fasting, giving being a sacrifice but there's coming a time that it will be so tragic that it says some their love will begin to grow cold but if you keep that word He'll keep you. Because he said, but he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Friend, if you think you're going to endure without the word of God, it won't never happen. We've got to have the word of God. We've got to keep the word of God. We've got to live by the word of God. Trust that word of God because that's what's going to get us where we need to go. That's what's going to keep us in this last day that kept word of God. In 2 Thessalonians uh, Paul was writing about these times in the second chapter or in the second chapter verse 1 through 3 he said, now we beseech you brethren by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Well, we're seeing it. We're seeing it, and it's heartbreaking, and it's saddening, but we're seeing it. There are things happening today. People are walking away from truth, walking away from God, walking away from godly lifestyles, but he said this in verse 15, he said, Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle or our letters or our instruction. Uh, uh, God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints. He didn't just, uh, you know, any man, just ministry preachers, pastors are so mocked and despised in this world today that they think we're all just a bunch of money hungry, sleep late, play golf, eat fried chicken, don't do nothing people. That we're always in trouble. We're always after money. We're always, you know, that's just the way the world paints us in every TV show or movie. I mean, back when I used to watch them stupid horror movies, them spirits were always... Whooping the priest. Every time. They'd be saying the name of Jesus still so getting that the devil would be laughing at them. That ain't true. That ain't how it happens. Unless you like them people in the book of Acts that, that don't really know him but just want to throw his name around. But Jesus said, These signs of fall them that believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils. And so uh, I, I want to keep the word because it's going to keep me. I don't, I don't want my love growing cold for him. And, and friend, we, we need to know today that, that uh, people need to listen. Uh, we need to listen to the Lord. We need to read his word. We need to study his word. We need to pray, listen for the, what the spirit will say. But, and not just because I'm a pastor, but you need to listen to your man of God. You need to listen to what he's saying. You need Because listen, you think I enjoy sometimes getting up here preaching the things that I have to preach knowing that it's breaking your heart? I don't enjoy that. Even Paul said, look, I'm not, you know, I made you sorry and I'm not happy that I made you sorry, but I am happy that you saw it under repentance, that it did change your life. I'm not here to, to beat people and to whip people and to scold people, but I'm here to tell you this is what the Word of God says. And when I see the time approaching on this world and knowing that, hey, if we if we don't get our guard up, if we don't start, if we don't buckle down, if we don't really get a grip, everything that can be shaken, the scripture said, we'll be shaken. Well, I don't want to be shaken loose. I still want to be here. Because uh, he said there's a time coming where people are going to fall away. And when our love grows cold, we'll fall away. When our love grows cold, we'll accept false ideas. When our love grows cold, our walk with God will change. Our lives will become about us and just making sure our flesh is appeased. I, told, I read somewhere the other day, and I thought it was so, such a good, 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 just good thought, but they wrote, they said, if we would stop pursuing happiness and would start pursuing holiness then we would be happy you know it is but, but but we're so pursuing that dream all the time and pursuing trying to make ourselves happy but if we would just serve the lord with gladness follow him live for him go by his word you know, it doesn't mean there's not trouble and trials, but man, there's a peace that's in your heart and you know and have confidence God's going to come through. God's going to take care. God's going to bless and it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Oh, we're going to make it through. It's better to know today that there's an enemy loose in this world and he is after us. There's two worlds pulling for you, heaven and hell. The Lord wants you and so does the enemy. Not because he wants to be your friend. Not because he wants to help you out. But it's just because he can't stand anybody loving God. He can't stand anybody that would worship the Lord. So hold on. Get a grip. Say, I'm not letting go. Don't let the condition of this world or what anybody else does change you. Man, Oh, I've seen people, they got so upset over folks that, that did something wrong or backslid or walked away, that they walked away. I'm like, why? Yeah, it stinks. It's awful. I've had good friends of mine that were great preachers, and they turned their back and walked away, but I I said, well, I guess they they can't make it, neither can I. No, it breaks my heart, and it hurts like everything, but I am not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm holding on. I'm going to keep the word because I need God to keep me. I heard Brother Hart Heart say many times, he said, if this end of this world comes, he said, don't you ever recant the word of God. Don't you ever back up on the name of Jesus. He said, if, they, he said, if you were to see me, he said, don't, he said, not even for me. He said, don't you ever, ever back up on God's word. Don't you ever surrender and say, okay, okay, I won't believe it no more. He said, you keep going no matter what you see, you stay with God. We live in a sinful world but we don't have to tolerate sin. We don't have to accept it or condone it. I know it's not popular to say no today. It's not popular to be different today. But the Lord called us out to be separate. To be a a separate people. I've been brought to this passage of scripture a couple of times in the last week and I'm just going to read it again. I know I'm coming close to my time. But Paul said to the church, this is to the church, saints. This is us. Here's part of our our walking order, our marching orders. He said in 2 Corinthians, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? What concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, walk in them, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, how can we cleanse ourselves? Because you can't take enough showers to get sin off you. The Bible says you can wash yourself with soap, much water, but your iniquity would still be marked before God. But it tells us in another place, how shall a young man cleanse his way? What did he say? And he said, the only way for a young man or a person to, the cleansing way is by taking heed according to the word of God. That's how we cleanse ourselves from filthiness of the flesh and spirit. That's how we perfect, perfect holiness in the fear of God. We have got to keep the word. The kept word is the most valuable treasure you will ever have. Oh, because your new birth is tied to it. Your walk with God is tied to it. Your escape from this world is tied to the Word of God. Let's keep the Word of God. Amen? Because God's not the only one after you. Peter said this, and you, honey, you can come to the, to the music. Get ready to, to close right here. 1 Peter 5 and 8. Peter, of course, remember when you're reading New Testament, once you clear the book of Acts, well, these letters are written to the church. All these letters are written to the saints. They're not written to somebody that don't know the Lord out on the street. They're written to the church. The, the letters and the epistles are for our instruction. The Gospels tell us about Jesus, Him coming to this world, revealing God in the flesh. The book of Acts is the church carrying out the marching orders of the Lord. The letters, that's to the saved, to the church, to the saints. You'll read the beginning of them. To the saints at Rome, to the saints at Corinth. It's always to the saints, to the saints. These are letters. These are for people that need to know there's somebody after you. Just because you've been saved doesn't mean you don't have an enemy. So he said, be sober. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary of the devil is a roaring lion. Like I said, he's as a roaring lion. He's no lion. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. But he said, whom resist steadfast in the faith steadfast in the faith now that's more than just saying I believe or throwing the Lord's name around the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so I need to be steadfast in the faith and that means I got to be steadfast in the word because my faith is going to be shaky without the word. Come on, somebody. (laughs) That's that's the truth. Resist him steadfast. That means when you're steadfast, I ain't changing nothing. I ain't going nowhere. I'm here. Resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You ain't the only one going through it. Nobody else is getting a pass where they don't have to. They, every, God's people got to stick to the word no matter where they are. And I was thinking about this and I've studied this before and everybody knows or most people know that I really, lions are like my favorite animal. and I just love lions. I've got a bunch of them, little lion figurines and things in my office. But here, here's some things. If we do have a lion trying to go around and hunt us, Here's some facts about a lion when he hunts. Number one, he's an opportunist. He he hunts when it suits him. Whenever he sees the opportunity. A lion is not the kind of hunter that cares about wind direction. He's not, he doesn't worry about, like when we're deer hunting, we want to know which way the wind's blowing because we don't want to be put a scent out there and it scare the animal off and, but lions don't care about that they just this is what they do they have incredible patience your enemies, he's patient he'll work on you slowly a little bit here a little bit there a little trouble here a little trouble there if you've ever watched a video of a lion When it's hunting, he'll stalk and, man, they become almost invisible in that grass in Africa. You just, you can't even see them. But even when they get in the open, and there's that little animal over there. and He's moving a little bit and he'll lay down. He's just staring at it. And as soon as that animal looks at him, he looks the other way, ignores him. Well, I ain't doing nothing so the animal don't run. and When the animal turns back around, it gets a little closer. Practically every animal that a lion hunts and eats is faster than him. In the long, especially in the long run. Lions are not built for long distance running, so they get close. And they're very quick. They're not built for marathons. They, they, they're sprinters. And they're very quick And they get close enough so that even an animal who should be faster is in real danger now because they've ignored this animal getting closer and closer and closer. They have great bursts of speed. And they hunt in packs. And when one... Sets off chasing one it will run and another line's here and it turns them right back to the one that started the chase. I I hate the devil. I can tell you this, he knows what he's doing. Thank goodness greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And we're not ignorant of our enemy's devices. We're not we're not wildebeests and kudus and and deer. We're God's people. Those animals don't... Listen, they ain't a human alive. That if he was out there in the middle... If I see a lion 300 yards away from me, I'm starting to put distance between me and the lion. I'm not like, oh, he's, well, he's still 50. He's 10. 10. Oh, no. I ain't letting him get that close. I'm getting somewhere where I, there's a wall and a door and a gun between me and him that's not I'm not going to sit there until I just let him get so close to down I, I have no way to escape I just they're so beautiful they're so majestic and I just I just wanted to get a good look at him but yeah he was wanting a good look at you too see which side he'd bite first friend We've got to keep God's word. And I know this is a, this is just a this is just the meat with no seasoning. There ain't no other way to say it. But we gotta have it. We've got to have it. And we've got to know that this word of God will keep us. Keep that word. Don't let anything shake you from the truth. He said, hold fast that you have. I'll tell you the, what the great thing is that God also built into this principle is that holding on is a couple of things. Number one, is contagious. Oftentimes, your stance in faith will encourage somebody else to keep hanging on. But it's also a light a beacon of hope. It's like that those song, like the lighthouse. It's a lighthouse, it's a light shining. For those who have lost their way, that they can turn and see that somebody is still holding on, still believing in God, still trusting the Lord. And they know that's where I need to go. I need to get back. I need to do as the scripture said in Revelation. I need to repent. I need to get back to where I fell from and I need to get back to serving the Lord. I'm so glad that God gives us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I'm so glad that his mercy is new every morning. But I don't want to take those blessings and gamble with them. I don't want to think, well, his mercy is new. I'll I'll get it tomorrow morning. Oh, I don't want to take the bet that I'll make it to tomorrow morning. What if I don't? What if I don't get the opportunity? Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Let's, while we have opportunity, seek the Lord, he said, while he may be found. And So let's, let's stand together tonight and as she's, she's playing, I feel like we need to pray for a few minutes tonight. Would you come? to the altar tonight and just just pour your heart out to God